Maker's Mark. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's the new catchphrase. Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah. The, it is good. It, it is, is good. It is good. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, uh, we're powering through what I'm going to call my, uh, my, my third Philip. My, 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 my maybe second glass. Why is it your Philip? My Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm. No, I'm just like fill up, like like you filled my glass. I understood. I understood as <laughs> soon as I asked. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much whiskey we've consumed. Are you smoking? Um, I can be. You can smoke. Yeah, I can smoke. Um, I brought my own bowl because uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm gluten free. <laughs> I. <laughs> so uh, I I brought a poke bowl. Holy shit. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, I once, I once uh, bought my brother a poke bong. Oh, for, that's that's. And, awesome. and he smashed it into a million pieces because he's, he's a piece of shit. Wow. I hope you heard that. This is. I don't think he's home. <laughs> yeah. Is, fair this, enough. It's far too quiet for him to be mm. home. Believe me, he'd be walking around farting. You'd hear it. It would pick. I up. remember our last episode. Um, there was a. Oh. So, so might have so been two. This is uh, this is Mr. Poopy Butthole. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know if you've seen. I don't know if you've met Mr. Poopy Butthole. I haven't met him, but I you know I feel like I know him. <laughs> I know him. I know him well. Yeah. Uh, so you you naturally brought the bowl. So I you, did, we and will, uh, we will christen it. Yeah. We will christen it. I I have to ask. We're at a point on the show where I have to ask if if the person I'm with is smoking, because I'm constantly surprised by how many people come back and say like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, um, we're getting older, you know. I Sucks. wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna say from that like frame of reference. I was just saying like, I'm I'm learning how many people are actually switching and going from like drinking to smoking. I don't want to smoke much, but they're turning they're turning that tide in their lives. And no, no, I'm not. Yeah. You you take as much as you want. I'm just okay, gonna put buddy. A, I'm gonna put a little dent in there. It's nice. We are we're breaking into the legend. Oh, okay. Original gangster. I believe that's uh, if I if I'm not mistaken, uh, Capitan. Uh, I believe that's uh, OG. That was the legend OG. Uh, it, it really is. So I will grab us a nug. I'm and, very cool. And I'll, and I'll get grinding. Um, I'm, of course, here with my good pal, Sofa King. Oh! Ho-ho! No, it's just, oh! <laughs> today it, just, it's just, it just changed. Today it's just one big O. That's it. And that's okay. Sometimes that's all you need. It's a, Yeah, I mean, for me it's more like a, a sigh and a whimper. <laughs> Could you demonstrate? Oh. <laughs> you asked for it. You asked for it, and you just heard my regular Friday night. So anyway, is that like it? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! 
let's not let's not delve into that. Okay. So, so that's probably um, a good idea. I'm I'm here with Sofa King, who I haven't seen in a in a spot of time because of the COVIDs, as one does. Um, he's also an out of towner, so he. Mm. He does uh, frequent the trip, you know, up up into the mountains or down into the valleys, I suppose. Hmm. Um, you could say that every once in a while. I may, <laughs> and uh, I guess it's your show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't even <laughs> the formalities. Uh, formalities. Ooh, formalities. Um, I will let you do the honor, my oh, good buddy. sir. You can you can get cut, out of here. Cut that pie. We'll do. So, this is episode. Uh, 214, which I think is pretty wild. I love uh, that the further we get on this show, the more uh, unbelievable I become that we're still doing this. And uh, not not for lack of interest, but just the fact that people have enjoyed it enough to want to continue doing it. I mean, what more can I ask for? So naturally, I'm here with Sofa King. It's me. And we're doing your fourth episode yep. just now. And we're kind of, we're, we're going back to your grassroots. And by that, I mean, today is an episode where we're just doing a single story. We're just going to break us off a little hunk of that uh, Break creepy, me off a piece of that story. I was going to say that creepy Crispo Kit Kat bar. Hmm. And um, we're going to, we're going to take ourselves a taste and we're going to see how it do, baby boo. What because, it do. Uh, because today we're talking about that girl. That space girl. You love her, you know her. It's that you space might. girl. <laughs> you might know that you space girl. You might know girl. her. <laughs> you might know that space girl. And I'm glad that we're riding this this wave into, into a story called Space Girl. Because uh, with it comes many fun conversations. And I don't necessarily get to categorize this. As one of my alien episodes, um, this is not an extra terror, uh, extra terrorestrial episode. This is just a singular with with Sofa King. Um, my extra terrorestrial episodes are where I I grab a random person, we read a bunch of short stories all about aliens, and right. we try to wrap our head around that yeah. as a concept. This isn't that. No, we're far too uh, drink heavy and smoke heavy to even go down that route. But I will ask you the briefest of, of glimpses into that into that atmosphere, if you will. Hmm. Uh, do you like aliens? I always was kind of terrified of aliens. I would take out the trash as a kid and always think that maybe I'd get abducted or I'd see one. Because I read too many books as a kid. So. Did you really have this kind of this this natural born anxiety for for space? I did. Uh, space and tornadoes. Um, I think tornadoes are fucking fair though. Yeah, those they are, happen. Those, those are real. We had a lot of tornadoes. <laughs> those recently. are documented. I, I mean, I don't want to get into depth with with where we live. But it doesn't I, matter the, because the everywhere first, has had a bunch of tornadoes for the first time in forever. <laughs> the entire northern states of the U.S. like we're all just getting hit by yeah. shit constantly. It's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I've always had like a kind of fascination with aliens and um you know it's just it, it's the question of is there something out there you you can't confirm it because it, it could just be a collective um 
you know, kind of anxiety about, you know, certain the unknown, certain natural phenomena look sure. like uh, supernatural. But, um, you know, there's the there's the theory that we're in a simulation, which I, I really like. I literally um, just watched The Matrix yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Skellybones had seen he ha- he had said that he's never seen The Matrix. So I immediately said, let's fucking watch it. You have to watch it. Um, yeah, I mean, I like that theory. I do. Um, I mean, I feel like if we're not in a simulation, there's got to be some sort of other life out there. But there's also the thought that, like, okay, why haven't we seen it? The universe it comes is up so every time, big. right? But but that's also you you can measure the vastness of space with with some type of quantifiable. Uh, algorithm of of distance you know you can you can you can say that uh time and space and and distance like these factors combine and and whirl and they turn into all different sorts of things but if something has been around longer than us and there's so much historical arguments to be made with our own biology and how we just take down history in general. Hmm. Have we had contact? Have we not had contact? Um, has contact been documented? Um, you know, I briefly touched on it uh, a couple episodes ago with uh, Dr. Ankenstein, hmm. but like, you know that the US government now yeah. is starting to release questionable documentation. Yeah, they're just we are at like, a point where the Navy it's is fine. is no longer saying, no, the government can't keep this under wraps. We don't give a shit. Someone just leaks it. Yeah, anyone just leaks it. I'm talking fighter planes have come off with with weird radio broadcasts talking about tracking multiple things, fighter and then planes. and then they they just disappear. They take off in different directions that are incapable of the the human sphere in general. You mm-hmm. know. Um, and we're not we're not just talking about like one thing either. We're talking about a platitude of random shit all happening at the same time. Different people all over the world documenting similar experiences with right. things that don't make sense. Right. And you have to ask yourself, much like uh, Mel Gibson in Signs. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Do I believe in God or aliens? Or is is this a tug-of-war battle between the two? Or am I just a crazy asshole? <laughs> I feel in like I'm case, just a crazy... A cra- <laughs> I feel like I'm just a crazy asshole. I feel like I fall into the Mel Gibson sphere of uh, religion. Not religion, but maybe even a lack thereof. Sure. Maybe uh, I, I have my own fucking thoughts on the matter but it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter no. what i think no 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 but the question the question still remains you know your your opinion matters to me it matters to the listeners um it matters to the story we're gonna tell and that's just because um the idea of the unknown while while pervasive um is something someone thinks about i would say like once a day minimally you know like the the thought comes in and out of your head as you think about something just completely unrealistic happening to you there in that moment and it's reality breaking you know you yeah. you sit and you ask yourself uh is this possible could this happen and uh, you know i there's so many times where i think <laughs> about like 
cryptids, you know, yeah. just like like monsters and beasts, what are, and animals what are, that what are never... cryptids? I don't know that. I don't know the meaning of that word. <laughs> monsters, beasts, and supernatural beings that are widely believed by small communities all over the world, mm. and it could be anything from Bigfoot to the Chupacabra uh, to the Loch Ness monster. Okay, yeah. To, to Mothman, you know, like... Heard a bunch of interesting things about the Loch Ness Monster recently that, like, it's, like, uh, just, uh, it's just, there's one spot where you can stand where it kind of looks, like, the reflection on the lake looks like a monster, mm. but also, if, uh, if it does exist, like, there's this whole theory that it's, it's a ghost of a dinosaur. Ah, the ghost of it's the dinosaur. It's a ghost. It's just a ghost. It's hard for me to believe in... Nessie because I think yeah I think the the cavern argument just isn't good enough because there's just not enough life in mm. the lock for there are a lot of like eyes that. on it <laughs> that as well yeah that as well not yeah. just mere speculation but scientific yeah. Uh, speculation, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, now, I'm not saying something like that couldn't exist um, or didn't exist at one time. I'm saying maybe not there. Um, yeah. The ocean in its vast depths uh, could house any, you know, number of mysteries that I I wouldn't be um, yeah. too steadfast to argue against. But when it comes to like those localized events like the jersey devil or shit like that i can't help but laugh and be like nah these people are just high <laughs> you know the the like chupa us. the chupacabra <laughs> exactly yeah. the chupacabra literally is just a uh, a coyote with mange you know like there is no there is no little blood sucking animal no right. it was it was a it was a weird rabid little dog you know <laughs> things yeah. can be born very ugly <laughs> like yes. you know we we don't we don't need um we don't need the the mexicans and the haciendas to to tell us that there's something going around sucking things dry like like a little yeah. little vampire dog like and that bring it like all the way around yeah like weather the weather does so much crazy shit in oh, the sure. sky oh sure and uh you could like you could be seeing a reflection off of something that looks like a spaceship and it's the same fucking thing oh, it totally. really is right oh totally totally i feel like when when was when was the last time you ever sat and just stared up at the sky sofa king We're having that. We're having that. We're having that beginning of Men in Black. I don't know. The I don't know. We're having that beginning and ending so of long. Men in Black conversation it's been right so now. Long. Um, um, no, not just, really. I mean, take a over step the back summer. and just look up. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I, probably June. I recently um, July. I, I rented a, a cabin with some boys. Uh, a lot of the, the boys. A lot of the boys on the show and I went up to a cabin in northeastern PA. Um, uh, this last July and uh, there there was this one point where I was by the fire with uh, Tenron Otrin Mr. Mm. Skelly Bones and Strawberry Shortcake and I was so far gone I'm talking, I'm on my like sixth whiskey and coke and I'm like two blunts in and it's three o'clock in the morning Yeah. and I'm just like I'm sitting in this lawn chair and I just I lull my head back and I look up through the branches of this tree to this wide and vast space. Mm. And because there is 
zero people around us in the middle of fucking nowhere in these mountains, all of those stars just fucking popped. There's nothing everything, better. Everything just looked so beautiful. And there's just such a... There's such a... On one side of the coin just awe-inspiring beauty behind it Mm. and on the other side of the coin the vastness of the void just like touching your soul at that moment and you feel no more significant or insignificant than any other moment in your life there's nothing there's nothing magical actually happening there um and that's and that's where i think the space girl comes from you know you think so? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, she let's comes, tie back to that, huh? <laughs> she, comes, she comes from that vastness in space that you sometimes think about, sometimes don't at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, who knows, man? Maybe the the vastness within Space Girl is within herself. Oh, maybe the maybe it was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> it re- <laughs> That's exactly what that sounded like, dude. <laughs> We're fucking idiots. I love this shit. Uh, I so, do too, man. So... So just bullet bullet time questions. Okay. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. Do you believe in God? Not the traditional God. Okay. Uh, do you believe in like multiple realities or alternate realities? Yes. Like to like the scale of like different dimensions? Yeah. That's yeah. fun. That's a fun thought. It one. is a fun thought. Do you believe in cryptids? And do you believe in, like, the unknown monsters that, that, that stalk our lands? Not as much, no. <laughs> That's where you start to taper off. That's it, yeah. That's your moment. If we were doing yeah. the Venn diagram of Supernatural, you start to fuck right. off. L- let me take a quick sip and tell you what I think about God. I think, like, if we... I, I do like to su- subscribe to the thought that, like maybe we are in a simulation and our life is like kind of like a video game the matrix man or a tv show and you're just in like your tv like the screen you can it's its own world we wake up and we're plugged in and we we have that experience our our system is turned on and we're 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 in the system right now ladies and gentlemen we are Um, experiencing our own individual yet single brush stroke on a larger picture frame together. So I view God as the programmers. Ah. So it's, you know, or the person playing the game. In a narrative like The Matrix, they would have said it was an evil, sentient, alien space uh, that wanted to use humans as living batteries. Um, Right. What do you aspire our programmer engineer gods to? Well, I feel like it's uh, a little kid playing a video game like Animal Crossing or... Grand Theft Auto. Um, it could be like it is probably much more like Grand Theft Auto. Uh, it probably really is. But I feel like, you know, maybe they have your best interest at art. Maybe they don't. You ever see that? Uh, uh, you ever see that? So you just hope. You ever see that skit uh, in Rick and Morty where he plays, uh, he plays the game of like someone's life what's it called uh roy roy yeah, yeah. this guy this guy's taking roy off the grid they say it he's got time. no social security <laughs> number for roy and they're all cheering you yeah know, like, it's rick just playing gta of, yeah. of this guy's life literally and that could be it we and, could just take the helmet and off it is just it is just snapshots it's this this guy is born this guy is a little kid he's a young he's a young 
teenager, he's a teenager, he's a young adult, he's an adult, he gets older, he becomes a parent, like, all of this. You die, and then you take off the helmet and be like, this was the worst game. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? Kids died all the time. That was the next question. I was going to be like, I was going to be like, how do you view your own your own kind of subjugated uh, perception of what you're experiencing right now. I'm, like, like enjoying the, like... uh, Is the game all right? Yeah, I'm having a good game. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm enjoying it, and you know what? I'm here for my player, for, for, you know, the programmers, whoever it is. Yeah. Um... You know, whatever. You know, I'm I'm there for them, and you know, I I hope that they're having a good time too. So. I I hit uh, subscribe on the Sofa King uh, uh, reality channel just now. I'm a, I'm a heavy follower of the Sofa King ways. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um. It's a little. There's definitely a world where this is like, uh, you know, like uh, like the guy from Truman Show in a way. <laughs> Where, but in in a way where it's like you can really get fucked up from thinking like that oh, you for really, too much you for really sure. Can. And you know, I, I kind of was no, when I was like no twenty two, twenty three. You know, I was to say look no further than someone like Kaufman who who abs- yeah who oh absolutely got lost in the idea of everything as a show. You know, um, I but it was for him it absolutely it was so it's that's fair i mean life life is what you make it that's 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 essentially the argument to be made there yeah um you can't care about it too much or you you if i were to ascribe to my own program show i think i would say that um i know i know that i'm capable of better but i feel like so much of the like crucial points in my life have come and passed and I've garnered nothing from it. So like I'm just left to kind of coast on where I'm at at the moment. And I'm totally okay with that because I th- I think I'm a competent enough individual to kind of have an enjoying and casual and very convenient and very comfortable, you know, program of a life. Um, but I just I think uh, so much of my earlier programming, so much of my earlier work is uh both more beautiful and more volatile <laughs> and yeah. i can't help but think back to those moments and say i can't my, disagree with you there. is my game of roy um am i taking it in the in the direction it am was, i going to the carpet it was store? meant to <laughs> am i in the carpet, the carpet store, store right now <laughs> that's that's the question you ask yourself right and mm-hmm. and i think I think people take that the wrong way too many times. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the carpet store. No. But at the same time, I don't think anyone is the carpet store. I think you can you can put yourself in that category and absolutely sit in that box for the rest of your life if you so choose. But I don't think there's any one stereotype you can really you know, make an argument about for, no. for someone's life. We all we all have a different thumbprint just as much as we all have a different upbringing and life. Everybody and has life their to own live. point of view. Um, and I think that's that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it. And I think that's why I enjoy things like this because we're bringing different players together. We're bringing mm. different characters together. We're experiencing a narrative together. We're we're getting to see how we feel being the programmers for once kind of looking in on a little life and and critiquing it and making fun of it and getting high and drinking drinks and saying this is a fun time yeah you know i'll drink to that (laughs) (laughs) let's go (laughs) (laughs) that's definitely the heaviest open that we've had uh Mm. not necessarily 
but um, I don't know what kind of boys do you like. <laughs> The pretty ones. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Well, I'm out. Uh, so. All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. You know uh, no story today. You know he's married? <laughs> I am. There's a sofa queen. <laughs> She's beautiful, dude. <laughs> she is. She's oh, a my God. She's she really is. She really is. She and really I'm not, is. I'm not even just saying that. She really is. And, and you know what? She, does, she never had to, this, to be my sofa queen, but she chose to be, and she's amazing. <laughs> and if she's listening to this, she's even beautifuler. <laughs> That's not a word. So She uh, is so much beautifuler than, beautifuler than anybody else that I, I, I care to know. So. That's why you married her. That's why you made her royalty. She is. So and uh, I, you know what? She's uh, she uh, she totally deserves it. Would you call her a space girl? No. <laughs> no, just the immediate reaction, just no. like no, never in my life would I call. Well, her that. <laughs> no, because I feel like you know it. It seems like there's some sort of derogatory. Oh, is context that? to that? I is feel that? like. Yeah, like what she's. What are you getting from that? Like she's too out there, potentially. See, I read when I see Space Girl, and it might just be the idea of it coming from Reddit No Sleep. Mm-hmm. I can't oh, help. It's from Reddit No Sleep. This is from Reddit No Sleep. That's the RNO right there, that right? That is the RNO. That makes complete and total sense to me. I just I I like to have the source down so I can tell people where I found these things. Cool. Continue. Um, sorry. No, no, no. Um, Space Girl, for me, is very literal. It's almost like they the, the person who wrote this is saying, there's no way for me to describe this person better than just putting the word of the great unknown in front of girl. Because this person who I'm about to talk about does not belong in... In human dialogue, she's better than that. She's above. I it. wasn't gonna say. I wasn't gonna say better or worse. I was just gonna say unknown. This person is. This is space girl. She is. She comes from a land very far away. Yeah. Her mind sees much farther than ours. You know. Yeah. Uh, I. But. But it could be anything. You it, know? It, it could. We I'm could go anywhere. I'm looking as far as the second sentence, and I know I'm wrong. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but we. Oh, but that's, yeah. <laughs> but that's the adventure. Yeah. You know. So you read Space Girl, and you take it as a derogatory. Not necessarily. Just I feel like I don't want to prescribe my. Uh, I'm married, by the way. What? What? Yeah. You're married? Yeah, man. Oh shit, dude. I don't want to prescribe. Oh. <laughs> oh! <laughs> So fucking. Uh, nice. I don't want to prescribe that to my uh, sofa queen before we've read the story because it could be a bad thing. Because it could be a bad. It thing. could be, and I don't I want that possibility. Fair. I think that's fair. Because have story, I told you she's amazing? The story. <laughs> the story could be. It could be called Buttercup, and then you find out that Buttercup was the name of someone's like dick cutting knife right and then, oh. you're like, and then you're like oh shit i compared that to my wife and then you're like wait wait I, that kind of that checks sense. out yeah <laughs> <laughs> i totally just noticed your hat Woo. says foxy grandpa kind of in spongebob font and yes I, and i love it yeah it's uh it's from that one episode 
where he's uh, where Schmitty Warbin Jaeger yeah and uh, Mr. Krabs tries to convince Spongebob to take the Foxy Grandpa Grandpa hat and and I took it you're a fucking legend I'm (laughs) alright he's a fucking legend I'm the sofa king alright so (laughs) we need to get into some space let's do it and I and I have a feeling that we're gonna we're gonna take many tangents on the way to finding out the story of Space Girl. But I hope everyone here is strapped in because we're gonna we're gonna bring it to you like I haven't brought it to you in a while. I want you to strap it. Literally strap in, strap literally on. go buy some straps from the strap store. Some strap on. And then come home and install the straps on your strap staller bed. And then str- literally strap yourself the fuck in, because this is Space Girl, Space and I want you to, I want you to sit back, and you know I hope I hope you're alone, and I hope you're, you just finished touching yourself, and Ooh. you're saying I'm ready. Do you think people do that? I'm ready to get into a spooky narrative now. Because I've been masturbating during the entire twenty-minute intro. It's been weird. <laughs> and and I'm. Ready. Oh, what are your thoughts on God? I'm already done. So, we did that shit, and now I'm time. I'm ready to get into the space girl narrative, and uh, I want you to uh, to break out some of that uh, crispy baba ganoush that that we've been lacking a little bit lately, and I want you to crumble that up into your closest receptacle and I want you to uh, to take some of that to the dome and if you can't do that you uh, you go get some whiskey then some maker's mark and you uh, you pour yourself a glass uh, before you strap in because if your arms are strapped down you can't very well pour anything and uh, you know what and if you can't do that a little bit of white wine <laughs> nice get yourself a Mike's nice. hard lemonade <laughs> A Seagram's breezer. Mm-hmm. And uh, strap in. And strap in. And strap you know, in. Get ready for the beauteous tones that are mm. Sofa King. Sofa King. And Captain Death. As we read, Reddit No Sleeps, Space Girl. We called her Space Girl. Her real name was Megan Daniels. Megan Daniels! Megan Daniels! <laughs> but nobody actually called her that. No one called her that. Nobody. She'd been Space Girl Space since girl. grade two. Space Girl! <laughs> so fucking. Nice. She was the kind of kid who stuck out in the crowd with her long red hair, ghostly pale skin, and Coke bottle glasses. Oh, so she's a nerd. Yeah. Um, okay, I get it. I prefer Coke. For as long as I'd known her, Space Girl had been quiet. She didn't like to be around us. She didn't play with us when we were kids. She didn't even talk much. Most of the time, she'd find somewhere to sit, far away from everyone else. Then she'd open her little notebook and scribble inside of it. Sometimes she wrote poems. Sometimes she drew. But she was always off in her own little world. Nowadays, I understand why we targeted her. No. She was different, and she was alone. Oh, that's the worst. That doesn't justify any of it. But kids can be cruel. Yes, they can. Yeah, like I was fucking built. What an asshole. I remember that it was Sasha Brown 
who told me that Space Girl was retarded. Oh no. Because her mother was on drugs. You're not supposed to say either of those things out loud. I'm on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm not going to go into that any further. No. Nope. She probably just made that up, but we all believed it. She had always been the worst towards Space Girl, and she kept that up until the end. Until the end. That's Aww. The end is not a good sign so early in the We've story. We've only just begun. We've only just begun to live. <laughs> <laughs> it all starts. You can't see it. It's not a. It's not a visual medium. But I'm crying. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, it all started in grade five. Uh, so I think we're British, maybe. Uh, when Sasha right. took her notebook. It had been raining that day. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> oh no. No. Uh, so we'd had an indoor recess. Space Girl sat in the corner at her desk. Eyes focused on her notebook as she methodically worked on a drawing. Like, she's not even trying to bother anyone. She's keeping to herself. Like, literally. I was the quiet, weird little kid. I was called alien. Like, <laughs> but, like, you're so cool. Like, that's the thing. Like, she seems like she'd oh, be shit. so cool. When, yeah. That's the problem. Kids just gotta grow up, and then you you realize you don't give a shit what other people think. And you're so much cooler for it if you don't. Like, if oh, you that's, don't that's subscribe point. to that, that you that's become so point. much cooler. The normies, it, when you're younger, the, 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 the people who police normalcy are never the people you actually want to listen to. I so, always so tried so fucking hard to be normal when I was a kid. And you like, really did. I really tried way too hard. And if I had just nerded out, man, I'd feel... No, you opened up. I you did. opened up. I you, did. The, the, it's a while. I remember seeing you when you were like 12 and your pants were like up to your belly button. That was and true. Then, and then as high school went on, the pants slackened dude i was like uh the kind of kid who like unbuttoned his whole like the front of his pants to take a piss like like <laughs> like uh, like i really was that kid yeah yeah you wore you wore the tall tube socks uh, yeah uh i think my mom thought that was dorky so she <laughs> didn't let me do that well knew. it's not that she didn't she let me knew. it's more that like you know she'd be talking about it a whole lot so i just didn't want to do it <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, okay, this is, uh, Sasha and I had been sitting nearby at our desks, and we simply just watched her do her thing. I can't believe they, oh, jeez. Yeah, she's mean. Yikes. I can't believe they let that retard sit in with us. Who is that? Sasha murmured. <laughs> Sasha murmured. Look at her. Why do they even let them in schools? They aren't going to learn anything. Better than leaving her at home with her crackhead mom, said Tanya Everett. Fucking Tanya. She and I weren't exactly friends, but she sat close to Sasha and I. Shut up, Tanya, with your fucking shark teeth. <laughs> My dad says he sees a different car in front of her house every day. He says that she lets boys come and they pay her so they can have S-E-X. None of us could actually say the dreaded S-word at the time. Fuck! <laughs> Sex was still a terrible, unknown thing, and we had all been raised to believe that nobody decent would ever do it. And that continues to be true. <laughs> Space Girl paused, <laughs> and her eyes darted away from her book to look at us. 
I can only imagine she'd heard us. Sasha just stared right back at her. What, do you have a problem, space girl? She asked. The teacher was out of earshot, and that gave the, her carte blanche to say whatever she wanted. Space Girl didn't respond. She just looked back at her, down at her notebook, but Sasha had been challenged, or at least she thought she'd been. She looked over to the teacher's desk to make sure she was busy. Then she got up and moved closer to Space Girl. What are you even doing in there, retard? She'd reached out to snatch the book before Space Girl could stop her. What even is this? A unicorn? What are you, five? She handed the book to me, and I took it, to, took it on instinct. There was a brightly colored drawing of a unicorn inside. Good for you. The artwork was actually pretty nice, but I would have never said so. The book was passed on to Tanya next and Space Girl could only look at us helplessly. Wow, you can't even draw. Look at this. She tore the page out of the notebook, and Space Girl let out a startled whimper as if she'd been struck. The picture was crumpled up and the book was thrown down on the floor by Space Girl's desk. Draw something that isn't trash next time. Tanya said, and Sasha just giggled. <laughs> As if it was anything other than being mean-spirited for just for the sake of it. Space Girl slowly picked her book up, up off the floor, avoiding eye contact as Tanya and Sasha turned away from her. I continued to stare. I remember that the way she moved was so defeated, as if she were shrinking in on herself. She looked up at me, but only for a moment, and I felt bad for her. I really did but I didn't do anything about it. I just left her to rejoin the others. After that, Space Girl became an easy target for Sasha and Tanya. Every chance they got, they'd harass her, and I regret to admit that I was actually right there with them. Usually. During the days where we could go outside for recess, Space Girl would always sit beneath the same tree, always working in her notebook. When she did, we would always lean on the trunk and look down over Space Girl's shoulder. Wow, that's really good, Space Girl, was how most of her comments would start. Did you mean to draw it like it got hit by a truck, or is that just your style? There was never a compliment. She would always find something to needle. Can you draw me? Sasha asked once. I heard that retards were always like art geniuses or something. Maybe it'll even look like a person. <laughs> Space Girl didn't look up at her. She seemed to be trying not to acknowledge the insults. I won't pretend like I was blameless either. I never stopped them, and there were plenty of times when I was right there making fun of her. Because that's what we did, and we weren't the only ones. More or less... Everyone heard her in some way or another, but she never complained. I think she was too scared to. This poor fucking girl. I know. It was late December in seventh grade, where things got even worse. I don't know all the details, and I don't know just for how long things had been boiling over, but I heard a rumor that James Hardy had it out for Space Girl. Oh, hardy time. Excellent. James, 
Jimmy. 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 Jimmy want that space. Jimmy, Jimmy had only been seen. Jimmy, Jimmy want that, that space, girl. Space Talk girl. Talk about that space jam. All yeah, right. Yeah, damn, do that dance at your space, James. All right. Oh, shit. Ooh, space James. Space <laughs> James. Fucking love it. James. Can we call him Dr. James? James had only been in my class a few times, and he wasn't in my class that year. He was a small, mousy-looking kid who was convinced... Yep. All right. Let's <laughs> yep. restart the sentence. You can say it. Okay. James had only been in my class a few times, and he wasn't in my class that year. He was a small, mousy-looking kid who was convinced he was the world's toughest gangster. Hell yeah. I'm excited for this story. <laughs> this, this James is where it gets interesting. Gabagool. Uh, uh, the, rumors, <laughs> the rumors said, finish The Sopranos. It was awesome. Right. Uh, the rumors said that someone had seen his dad going into Space Girl's house. Naturally, there had been speculation they'd been having sex. Sex. S. E. X. Sex. Some. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, someone told me that James' parents had been divorcing because of it. Somehow, all these rumors had mutated into claims that James and Space Girl were dating, and I think that was what had rumped him the wrong way. We were coming in from recess when some boys decided to pull a little prank on James. The whole prank had been set up by Brian Jordan and his brother Mike. They had some mistletoe for the holiday season and oh. had set it up in the hall leading back to our classroom. Got him. I hate where this is going. Mike had grabbed Space Girl during recess and were holding her behind the door where the mistletoe was. When James walked through, they pushed her at him and snapped a picture. I'd been just behind James when it happened. I watched as Space Girl came flying out of seemingly nowhere, eyes wide and afraid, and then slammed into James. They both hit the ground. Ow! They fucking just... <laughs> bam! Right into each other. They both hit the ground, and I could hear the other boys laughing. Look, she wanted to give you a kiss. <laughs> One of the boys said. Space Girl was trying to crawl away from James and pick up her notebook but somebody had kicked it out of sight. I remember that she looked back towards James, and there were tears in her eyes. She must have been terrified with everything that was going on. She clearly hadn't wanted any part in this, and there she was at the center of it. You fucking faggot assholes! <laughs> Jesus Christ! James yelled as he picked himself up. Hey, she just wanted to give you a smooch, laughed Brian. Come on, give her a kiss! <laughs> Oh, Brian. I hope he comes back. Some, <laughs> someone pushed Space Girl towards James, and he glared at her as if all of this was her fault. Aww. She tried to stand and run, but he was angry, and he wasn't thinking straight. I watched as he grabbed her and hit her. No. A square punch to the jaw. No, you don't hit girls. Then he tossed her to the ground and went after Brian next. Oh, all right. Oh, poor Brian. Yeah, fuck Brian. All the people I like are getting fucked up. A teacher had to get in to pull James off of him. He, Space Girl, and the Jordan brothers ended up getting suspended right before the Christmas holidays. We didn't see Space Girl until January. We didn't see James or his friends ever again. Oh, shit. On Christmas Eve, 
there was a car accident on the highway outside of my town. Supposedly, it had swerved off the road to avoid an animal of some kind and gone into a ditch. Mike, Brian, and their parents didn't survive. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Brian. That's alright. Sorry, yeah. Brian. Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> On December 27th, James was killed while outside shoveling his driveway. Okay. I thought he was going to be a big part of the story. I thought both of them were going to be. Yeah. Uh, my... Space James. Fucking Space James. <laughs> St. James, Space James. <laughs> I'm trying to make a connection. It ain't working. That's why no, I'm talking all, in this high pitched voice. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, that's cool. My parents told me that he'd been attacked by an animal. This animal shit. Man, chupacabra. Is this the chupacabra? Oh, it could be. Probably a deer or something. But that seemed so unusual. Right. I'd never heard anything about deer the attacking people deer. before. Let's go. Especially not in my area. The carnivorous deer. Let's go. There is actually, um, there is a cryptid. Wait. There is a cryptid of a deer. I think it's called the red stag. There's this idea of a blood red deer. Uh, that has gone mad with some type of disease, some type of rabies, but it stays alive. Whoa. And the idea is that it roams the mountainside looking for things to kill and consume. That's fucking wild. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that one. But no. That's, that's a fun one. The the, the, the carnivorous red, deer. The carnivorous stag, yeah. Yeah. With, with like, needle-sharp horns, you know, uh, antlers. Man, so. duplicity in all things, man. It's fun. Fun times. Fun times. Um, I went over to Sasha's house on the day before New Year's. We'd both gotten some gift cards for Christmas. We were talking about maybe watching The Notebook, and we were planning to walk to the mall together to use them. Her parents weren't home. They both had to work. So it was just us when I got there. Hey, keep me waiting, she said when I knocked on the door. Sorry. It's fine. I'll be ready in a bit. Come on upstairs. I want to show you something. I didn't question what it was. I figured it was just something else she'd gotten for Christmas, so I went upstairs with her. You're gonna love it, she promised me. It's gonna be so funny. She led me to her bathroom. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't even handle it like the minute you said that. And as bathroom. soon as she opened the door, I spotted a familiar notebook on her desk. Let's let, like, hold on. Um, okay, let's break this. Uh, let's do like English class here. She led me to her bed. Oh, I thought <laughs> you read bathroom, but it clearly says bedroom, and I was okay with it. My prescription's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she led me to her bedroom, and as soon as she opened the door, I spotted a familiar notebook on her desk. I thought there was a desk. They were calling something right, in the, the bathroom. bathroom. Her desk. Yep. That was a personal issue, and I apologize I to you. I take a shit on my desk uh, every day. <laughs> you know what? To the loyal listeners especially, I apologize. Bonjour. But to the disloyal listeners, I hope you, you die in no. a car accident. Well, you... Don't, <laughs> don't you want to die? Nah, fuck them. <laughs> if this is your first time listening to this podcast, fuck you specifically. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. They should know. They should be listening already. It's fair. Where did, Where did you, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just fucking with you. Where did you get this? <laughs> I asked, walking closer to see it. Space Girl dropped it when Brian and his brother pulled that prank the other day. And she dropped it. I may have grabbed it. You know, just for safekeeping. She cracked a wry grin before opening the notebook. Look at this, 
She's been drawing the same damn unicorns forever. She didn't even finish this one. God damn it. She paused at one small picture that was labeled the Unicorn, Unicorn Prince. It depicted an empty field with a blank space where the titular prince should have been. Sasha flipped through the pages a little more until she got to the newer ones. I figured they'd kick Space Girl out for a little while and her mom is too poor to get her anything for the holidays. I'd step up. What do you think? Sasha wasn't anywhere near as good of an artist as Space Girl was, but the simple detail in what she had drawn turned my stomach. Oh no. In her first picture, Space Girl was hanging from a rope. Her tongue was hanging out and her eyes were closed. In the second one, Space Girl had a gun in her mouth. In the third one, she was standing on the edge of a building. That's terrible. Sasha giggled as I flipped through her crude depictions of suicide. There were pages of okay, them. Okay, now we need to get Sasha institutionalized. What do you think? She said with a grin. I'll bet she'll lose her shit. I closed the notebook and looked over at Sasha. Uh, are, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I asked. Sasha's grin faded. <laughs> what do you mean? You stole her notebook just so you could draw these? Sasha, that's really messed up. It's Space Girl! Who the hell cares about Space Girl, Jane? You just drew her killing herself over and over again. I took the book off her desk. Do you not understand what's wrong with that? <laughs> Sasha just stared at me like I was crazy. Fine, sue me for trying to be funny, Sasha said. Just give it here. She outstretched a hand to take the notebook, but I pulled back from her. No, you're just going to put something else in there. Anger flared in Sasha's eyes. Jane, just give me the book. No. I opened the book, and I started to tear out those pages of Space Girl's Suicide. Sasha lunged for me, tried to grab at the book and stop me, but pushed, but pushed her back. I didn't mean to push so hard, but I did, and she fell, landing hard on the ground. For a moment, Sasha looked up at me, wide-eyed and shocked. I don't think anyone had laid a hand on her like that before. Then I saw something in her eyes. Not just anger, something worse. It was the same thing that had prompted her to draw those horrible pictures of Space Girl. I turned and ran, bolting down her stairs and out her front door back into the snow. I clutched Space Girl's notebook to my chest the entire time and I didn't let it go until I got home. I spent the rest of Christmas break terrified that my parents would get a call from Sasha's. I pushed her and that seemed like such a big deal at the time. In hindsight, I doubt Dosh, Sasha would have told her parents what had happened. They would have asked why I'd pushed her, I, and I would have told them about the notebook. On some level, she must have known that what she'd done was wrong. She was a cruel person, but there was a limit. Part of me hoped that she'd realize that I was right and we could patch things up when school started again, but honestly, I wasn't so sure. I remember looking through Space Girl's, Space Girl's drawings. The ones that she'd done. I remember the ones I made fun of the most. There's 
one with a mermaid on a rock combing her hair. Her eyes were closed in relaxed bliss. I remember saying how stupid her facial expression had looked, but honestly, I kind of liked it. I flipped through the pages some more, through unicorns, fairies, and castles, but I paused at the page depicting the unicorn prince. Back at Sasha's place, it had been blank, but at my house it was finished. The unicorn prince stood proudly in his field, looking skywards with his horn proudly displayed. Maybe I had been thinking of a different picture? Huh. Are we mm. gonna be are we gonna be dealing with um Sponge Doodle? <laughs> Me Moy Mahoy. <laughs> Me noy mahoy. Me noy noy. <laughs> Me noy 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 noy. And just erase them. <laughs> it's a fucked up episode. <laughs> it is it a is, really it's, it's a creepypasta for of an children. Oh yeah, man. Amazing. Oh, what a time we lived in. <sighs> Cheers, loyal listeners. I brush it off and flip back. I flip to the back where Sasha's pictures were. One by one, I started tearing them out of the notebook and tossing them in the trash. It was a waste of paper, but I refused to give it back to Space Girl with those images still in it. On the first day back to school, I was up early. I made sure the notebook was packed into my bag and was out as early as I could be. The snow on the ground was almost pristine as I walked to school, but I remember seeing some tracks on my lawn headed down the side of my house. Deep U-shaped indents that looked like they'd been made by hooves. A deer, perhaps? I didn't dwell on them and made my way down the freshly shoveled sidewalk and back to school. I wasn't entirely sure if Space Girl would be back yet, but she was. She was alone in the classroom, sitting at her desk and drawing in a brand new notebook. She paused briefly when I walked in to join her, and I could see her side-eyeing me. She didn't say a word as I drew nearer, but I thought I saw her shoulders tense up ever so slightly. Hey, I said, I'm, uh, I hope you had a nice holiday. She didn't respond. I'm, I'm sorry about what happened the other day. I didn't know anything about it. It just seemed really mean-spirited to me. Still no answer. I reached in my backpack, taking out her old notebook. I put it on the desk in front of her. She stared at it, still silent, then back at me. Sasha took it. I was over at her house the other day and she showed it to me. I I had to take some pages out, but she really drew some awful things in there. I didn't think it would be right to give it back with those things in there. I paused, feeling smaller as Space Girl stared at me. She didn't seem angry or thankful. She didn't seem anything at all. Just stoic. I'm sorry if I wasn't all that great to you before, I said and then I shuffled off to my desk. Space Girl waited until I sat down before she opened her notebook and inspected it. Then she closed her new book and started something new on a fresh page in her old one. It wasn't much, but it made me feel at least a little good for what I'd done. When Sasha got in, she didn't talk to me. She didn't even look at me. Neither did Tanya or any of her other mutual friends. I knew from the moment they walked in, I'd burned my bridges with them, but I still wanted to try. The teacher 
hadn't come in yet, so I figured it might be worth it to try and talk to Sasha. I got up, I got up to move closer to her, and she gave me a look of utter disgust. What do you want? She spat. Now it was my turn to be silent. Fuck off and leave us alone, Tanya said. You'd obviously rather hang out with the fucking retard than us. And I really don't want you spreading your retard germs to us. It's a quarantine issue. Hmm. It is. No face shields in this. <laughs> I stared at both of them, and I could have sworn I knew how Space Girl felt. What was I supposed to say to any of that? Instead, I just returned to my desk without a word. Space Girl stared at me the entire time. Her pencil rested over her notebook, but she didn't write anything. She set it down, tore out the page she'd been writing on, and jammed it into her pocket. I later saw her toss it out into the trash during lunch. I didn't really have anyone left, so I thought that maybe it might be a good idea to pull it out. Maybe it was something she wasn't happy with? I'd never seen her throw out a drawing before. I was thinking that maybe I could use it as a peace offering of sorts, or something along those lines. When I saw what she'd written on it, I almost threw it back into the trash. Your words. There is a land where your sorry may go. A sickening land where it always snows. The snow is putrid in color and smell. It's substance, filth, and things I won't tell. Only your father has been there before. One day your boyfriend will visit once more. This place in your carcass, this humanoid hell, you're sorry can go there to this hole in your shell. My unstable message, this subtextual jazz, is take your apology and stuff it up your ass. Very disappointed in Space Girl for rhyming jazz. <laughs> And ass. And ass. <laughs> but she's young. This was unlike anything I'd ever seen her write. It was so crass and spiteful. This was as close to hatred as she could have gotten. I understood why she'd thrown it out. It didn't fit with everything else she'd done. Those things had been beautiful, despite what people had said to her. This was angry and ugly. This was something she'd written for me. I put it in my pocket. I wasn't going to give it back to her, but I wanted to keep it. I wanted to remember the way I'd make her feel. Eighth grade wasn't fun for me. I had very few friends left, and Sasha never forgave me for turning on her. Her version of the story was slowly warped as time went on. First, I'd punched her and stolen the book. Then, I'd tried to kiss her punched her when she refused, then stole the book to try to get her in trouble. Rumors of me being a dyke spread pretty quickly, and hot on their heels came the rumors that I was dating Space Girl. I tried not to let them bother me too much. I knew the truth at the end of the day, I'd done the right thing. By the time high school rolled around, I was hoping for a fresh start. There were new faces and I figured I could make friends with them before uh, Sasha's rumors spread. I had a bit of success in that department. 
I fell in with a better crowd at least. Sasha stuck with her same old clique. It grew ever so slightly, but she was determined to live out the movie Mean Girls and most people didn't pay her any mind. Space Girl barely changed at all. I didn't see her much when high school started. She was in a few of my classes, but I rarely heard, saw her outside of them. Whenever she had a moment, she'd be in the library, usually in one of the corner cubicles working on her drawings. Sometimes I thought about talking to her and trying to strike up a friendship, but it never felt right. Sasha's bullying never let up, of course. Of course she stalked Space Girl to the library where she pulled out the same old shit she's been pulling since the fifth grade. She'd leer over the cubicle and comment on her drawings, picking them apart just like she always had. I stopped whenever I saw it, but I didn't always see it. Coming to rescue her again, huh, Jane? Sasha asked when I had interrupted her. Tanya leered at me from behind her, chewing gum with her mouth open. What's she ever done to you anyways? I asked. She's just mind your own business. Oh, what's she done to you, dyke? Sasha hissed. She'd lean down over her cubicle and look down at the notebook. Unicorns, 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 fucking unicorns! When are you going to grow up, space girl? Hey, I told you to stop. I rounded the cubicle and I saw Sasha recoil. For a moment, I saw a bit of fear in her eyes. It vanished quickly and was replaced with a familiar rage. Fine, she said. Tan. 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 Tan, let's leave the happy couple to their alone time. She pulled away from the cubicle and disappeared with Tanya nipping at her heels like a faithful terrier. Space Girl remained hunched over her notebook, her long red hair spilling over her shoulders. She seemed impossibly still. I turned to leave when I heard, Thanks. I looked back and saw that she was looking at me. Um, you're welcome, I said. Let, let me know if she bothers you again, all right? I will, but you're usually there anyways. Her voice was soft and low. I'd heard it before, but I don't remember her ever speaking directly to me. Yeah, well, it's not it's just not right. She's such a child. One of these days, she's going to have to grow up. Space Girl just nodded, looking over the, looking over towards the library door, then back down at her notebook again. For a moment, I thought about asking her about what she was drawing. I thought about saying something else, but no. I didn't want to make her uncomfortable. I left her alone again. So I have, I have a theory on who uh, Space Girl is. Um... Luna Lovegood. <laughs> It's a deep cut Harry Potter reference. I read them all, and now I act like I cut. hate them. You know, deep cut. No, um, no. Uh, Space Girl is the autobiography for uh, Lisa Frank, oh, who is popular in the nineties for drawing like space God. and unicorns and 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 like uh, fairies and shit. So Space Girl is just the, the. This is just the early autobiography for Lisa Frank. 
uh, because if anyone knows what I'm talking about, it's those color by numbers <coughs> posters that we used it's to do. It's a quick Google. In the 90s. It's so good. Look at the cute little animals. All the tiger. The, the pizza, the unicorns. The leopard. The pegasus. Oh, man. Uh, this is the shit 90s oh, dreams were wow. made of. Do you remember Lisa Frank? I remember it so well. So anyway, it's... I, I wouldn't have known what it was if yeah, you those, didn't show me the picture. Those felt marker pens. <laughs> those, they, so they know funny. All, they know all too well. But anyway, I uh, every time they brought up unicorns, 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 I was just like, what's that artist's Fucking name? Fucking unicorns. What's Lisa that artist's Frank. name? I was like, it's just Lisa Frank. She, she had a rough <laughs> upbringing. Uh, do you want to take over for Jane? Um... I could absolutely take over for Jane. I mean, I'm good to keep going, but... Um, I feel like you should do continue doing the voices you're doing. Sure. And I, and I could uh, just continue to be only, like, Space Girl. Okay, yeah, sounds if she, good. If she talks at all. And uh, Ton. And Ton. 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 Tan? <laughs> I think it would be appropriate if she called her Tan. Tan. Um, all right. Um, so, continuing on, um, in 10th grade, I took art as an elective. I wasn't much of an artist, but I figured it would be an easy course. To the surprise of no one, Space Girl was there. I actually asked her to work with me on a few group projects. I think the prospect of being asked to work together was foreign to her. She looked at me suspiciously when I did it, but when she smiled, it was the biggest smile I'd ever seen. I went to her house for the first time to work on a portrait project with her once. We were supposed to take turns drawing portraits of each other, and I'd volunteered to let her draw me first. Rumors of her mother had always surrounded Space Girl, so I wasn't entirely sure what to expect when I got there. I certainly wasn't expecting the quiet, neatly kept house that I found. The woman who answered the door looked like an older version of her daughter, sans the Coke bottle glasses. You must be Jane, she said. She wasn't smiling, but she didn't sound upset either. Yes, ma'am. Come on in. Megan's upstairs. She was just getting ready for you. The house was warm with plenty of knickknacks on the walls. Plates and porcelain dolls, mostly. Her mom sent me upstairs and I didn't waste any time. On the landing leading up to Space Girl's room, I could see a mural of family photos and paused to look at them. I could recognize Space Girl and her mother in most of them. Space Girl never seemed to be smiling. I only saw her father in a few of the very early pictures. Space Girl looked like she was only a young child in the few pictures I saw him in, though. I didn't dwell for long and headed down. I headed towards what I assumed was her room. The cardboard stars and planets on it gave it away. Fucking Lisa Frank. Fuck yeah. Sure enough, she was inside waiting for me. She sat facing the door behind an easel in the center of her room. Her bed was neatly made and tucked away in the corner. She had a clean little desk that she'd clearly been working on and had set a chair out for me to sit on. I hadn't expected something so overwhelmingly formal and I almost started laughing. But then I noticed her walls. They weren't just covered in drawings. The art pieces on them were full-on paintings. They were the same fantasy depiction she usually did, but the colors were so vivid. The clouds looked like fluffy pillows and the castle seemed great and infinite. Holy shit, are these yours? They are, Space Girl said softly. She stood up and took the plate of cookies from me and then moved it to her desk. It, it's soothing, she said after a while. 
painting, I mean, I pick the drawings I like the most, and I finish them. She spoke slowly, like she was carefully choosing her words. I almost felt like there was something that she was trying to avoid. I spotted a painting on the floor that looked like her father. The style was the same, but the content was different. He was surrounded by awkward scribbles, and he looked completely and utterly terrified. Space Girl looked down at it, but she seemed to disapprove of it. She turned it around so I wouldn't have to look at it. We should get started, she said. Sorry. Uh, no, it's all right, I said. I sat in the chair for her. I'd like to hear about it. Space Girl watched me from the corner of her eye for a moment, as if she doubted I was being serious. But eventually she sat down behind the easel and started to draw. Soon after that, she was talking too. I stayed long after she'd gotten what she needed for her sketch, just to talk. She told me that she'd always liked fantasy, and how she liked unicorns because they were simple but pretty. I hung on to every word, and I, I could have sworn I saw her smiling shyly as she talked. The portrait she'd done of me was something else entirely. Her work had always been beautiful, but this made me look transcendent. I wasn't entirely sure that I was looking at myself at first. There was something about the look on my face. There was almost a small, there was a small, almost content smile there. The warmth it conveyed was almost Disney-esque. I love it, I told her. That's incredible, Spate. Megan, that's really great. You can call me Space Girl if you want, she said. I don't mind the nickname. Not as much as I mind the people, at least. My awe quickly turned to shame, but Space Girl didn't look upset. She just stared at me blankly like she so often did. No, not blankly. Her face might not have conveyed much emotion, but there was definitely some emotion there. I wish... I wish that I'd been nicer to you when we were younger, I said. Is that why you're here right now? Space Girl asked. No, I'm here for the assignment. I mean, the art assignment, the portraits. She continued to stare. Did you pick me because you felt bad for me? No, I just thought it would be cool to work with you. Space Girl didn't react for a moment, but then she just nodded. Okay. Her flat tone made it hard to know what she meant by that. She stood up and walked over to the portrait. Mom can drive you home if you need a ride, she said. I opened my mouth to say something else. I wanted to apologize, but I didn't know what. Had I offended her? Had I said something wrong? All right, thanks. It was the only thing I could think of. See you tomorrow. With that, I left her. This break is brought to you by Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. Make your mark with Maker's Mark. Love it. It's a solid, solid whiskey. To be the ad. I was almost afraid to see Space Girl the next morning. I drifted through my classes that day until it reached art. And when I did, I wasn't expecting what I saw. She had clearly been up late, but she'd brought in but what she'd brought in stole my breath away. It was my portrait. But she'd done more with it than I thought possible. She painted over the sketch, turning me into something beautiful. Flowers bloomed out of my brown hair and a crown of daisies, lilies, 
Chrysanthemums adorned my head. The colors were so vivid and I looked so at peace in it. Space Girl was looking right at me when I came in, and as if she was gauging my reaction. But all I could do was stare wide-eyed and in awe. When I looked back at Space Girl, she was smiling at me. Her project single-handedly netted us an A on the project and got the privilege of being hung out, hung up outside the art classroom. Of course, I told her how much I loved it, and I remember the way she smiled when I did. I remember thinking that it was the cutest smile that I've ever seen. My portrait was up for barely a day before Sasha had to make a comment. I'd been on my lunch and had just gotten some fries from the cafeteria when she and Tanya ambushed me. Where's your flower crown, Dyke? Sasha said. Leave me alone, I said, brushing past them. But Sasha was out for blood. I always knew you were a little dyke, but now you've posted solid proof of it. We've gone and cracked the case, haven't we? So what happened? Did you go to her house and lick her retarded little snack? Oh, no. You must be a good you must be a real good dyke because she went and drew that for you. I tried to walk away from her, but Sasha and Tanya just kept following me. What's wrong? Am I not pretty enough for you, Dyke? She snapped at me. Maybe she only fucks retarded girls, Tanya said. I'll bet Space Girl squealed like a pig when she came. I stopped dead in my tracks, and I heard Sasha stop behind me. I don't know what it was about what she'd said that pissed me off so much, but those two had finally struck a nerve. I spun around, swinging my lunch tray as hard as I could. Fries were scattered everywhere, but although I was aiming for Tanya, I hit Sasha. She went down hard, and I'm not sure if she was even still conscious when she hit the ground. <laughs> nice. Tanya was on me in an instant. She slammed me she slammed me back against the wall and kept me pinned. She had size and strength on me, and there wasn't a thing I could do to stop her. Several other students grabbed at us. A teacher finally got involved and got all three of us escorted to see the principal. As we left the cafeteria, I saw a space girl in one of the halls, just staring at me. Naturally, I'd gotten a three-day suspension, but Tanya and Sasha was, were fine. Both of them said they'd just been walking and I attacked unprovoked. It was their word against mine. Sasha had a familiar shit-eating grin as she left the office with only a bruise on her forehead to show for her troubles, but there was a familiar look in her eyes, that same anger I'd seen last time I laid a hand on her, and something about it scared me. When I came back to the school, I realized that I had every reason to be afraid. My portrait was missing. I wondered if they'd taken it down because I attacked Sasha, but the truth was a lot worse. Someone took it, Space Girl said. She was sitting in her usual spot in the library when I found her, sketching flowers in her notebook. When? The day after you hit Sasha. I don't think anyone's found it yet. She didn't look up at me, just stayed focused on her art. She didn't need to say it for me. She didn't need to say it for me to know who she blamed. Who else would it be? I had half a mind to com confront Sasha about it, but I didn't know if that would be a good idea or not. Sasha could easily just cry wolf. I wouldn't put it past her. In the end, it didn't matter. By the time I was headed to art class, the painting was back, 
but there had been some modifications added to it. The words? Retard fucking dyke. It had been painted across my portrait in bright red. I saw it from down the hall and could see some other students whispering amongst themselves beneath it. I didn't know what to say or do, but this felt like too much. The picture was taken down quickly, but the damage was done. Sasha had gotten her revenge, and it didn't stop with just the painting. Space Girl looked different than when I'd seen her in the library. She seemed uneasy, and her eyes were red like she'd been crying. I'm sorry about the painting, I said softly. She looked at me before sighing. I knew she'd do something like that, she said. I'm so used to it by now. That doesn't bother me anymore. I'm sorry she wrote those things about you, though. But you worked hard on that. I'd be upset, too. She just shook her head. That's not it, she said. She reached into her pocket, pulling out a crumpled up piece of paper, then slid it over to me. Slowly, I uncrumpled the paper, and my eyes widened as I recognized what was on it. It wasn't the same drawing, but it was close enough. It was a depiction of Space Girl hanging herself and me beside her. A caption read, Retard Dyke Wedding. There were so many in my locker, Space Girl said. This is what she drew in your notebook. When I returned it to you, this is what I had to take out. Space Girl looked down at the picture again before averting her eyes. She didn't pay much attention during class. Instead of taking notes, she sketched in her notebook. I looked over a few times to see her drawing another unicorn. This one seemed so familiar to the one I'd seen before. She must not have been quite happy with it, though. When I looked back at her notebook, the unicorn wasn't there anymore. She must have just erased it. But it seemed so clean, like it hadn't been erased at all. Tanya was following me on my walk home that evening. I didn't know what she had in mind, but I didn't want to put up with it. When I was in the middle of a small walking path that cut behind some of the houses on my street, I stopped and looked at Tanya as she kept approaching. What do you want? It's a surprise, she said. Sasha and I just want you to know how much we love dykes in this town. Oops, I've said too much. I wanted to hit her. Dear God, I just wanted to hit her. But we both knew she could overpower me. Whatever Tanya had in mind, it wasn't anything good. She drew closer to me, unafraid of anything I'd do. Come on, Dyke. Go home, she said. Let's go check out your surprise. In a sudden, horrible moment, I realized that Tani was threatening me. I also realized I couldn't outrun her. I couldn't fight her off. I didn't really have much of a choice to do but to do as she asked. Slowly, I turned and walked towards my house with Tani at my heels. It wasn't far, and up ahead I could see Sasha sitting on a park bench. From a distance, I recognized the red gas can beside her, and I stopped dead in my tracks. Oh no. Tanya seized me by the arm and pulled me towards the bench. Sasha just watched with a wide, manic grin. Hey Jane, she said. How's it going? What the fuck is this? Just wanted to chat, Sasha said with a cold chuckle. 
You think you could get away with pulling the shit you did the other day? No. You've been treating me like garbage for years. And for what? Because of Space Girl? You know who you're ch fucking choosing, right? Right? God. I hate that retard girl. But you know what? I hate you even more. Acting like you're better than me just because you feel bad for her. You're crazy. Sasha just laughed. I'm not the one who clocked someone with a fucking tray just for a little bit of teasing. You're absolutely fucking psycho! <laughs> On the bench behind her, I saw the portrait that Space Girl had painted of me. Sasha picked it up and tossed it in front of me, then picked up the gas can and dumped it on the canvas. You want to be a dyke? I don't care. But I'm not letting you or and your retarded whore put your shit up. So say goodbye to your little project, slut. <laughs> She's the worst. Sasha reached into her pocket and took out a book of matches. Her grin widened before suddenly vanishing outright as she looked at something behind us. What the hell? Tanya said, and I craned my neck to see to try and see what they were seeing. As for believing it, that was another story entirely. Standing on the path behind us was a unicorn. But the way it looked was all wrong. This was nothing like a regular horse. Its body was plain white and almost textureless, textureless save for the many thin blue lines that ran across its body. It looked like it had been cut out of a sh- I'm sorry, I can't stop thinking about it's, Doodle Bob. It's Doodle Bob. It's literally Doodle Bob. <laughs> Fuck! It looked like it had been cut out from a sheet of lined paper, but that was impossible. It had to be impossible. Neatly done gray lines define the shape of the horse. In fact, the lines reminded me of the one Space Girl used. This unicorn looked like it had walked out from one of her notebooks. Tanya let me go and stumbled back a few steps, wide-eyed as she stared at the advancing unicorn. It let out an angry noise before charging straight for Tanya. She panicked and tried to run. In her desperation to escape, she bolted down the path, but she couldn't outrun the paper unicorn. It lowered its head as it drew nearer to her, and in one swift movement, the horn pierced Tanya's back, impaling her straight through the chest. Hell yeah. She screamed as she was hoisted off the ground. Oh my god. And the, <laughs> I love it. And the <laughs> unicorn circled back to fix Sasha in a murderous glare. Tanya looked down as the, at the massive spike sticking out of her. What the fuck? Her eyes clearly wide with horror. I'm and her horrified. Body twitching its last spasms of life as the life quickly drained from her. I'm fucking dead. The unicorn lowered its head to let her slide off its horn, and she hit the ground in a bundle of limbs. <laughs> Sasha and I stared in silent horror as the unicorn reared up its hind legs and brought its hooves down upon Tanya's body. She didn't scream. She didn't fight. She simply lay there as she was trampled again and again. I can only hope she died quickly. Sasha dropped the unlit match and took a slow, terrified step back. 
before toppling over. I stumbled back and looked down to see the portrait of me at her feet, but it had changed. The beautifully painted version of me was now leaning out of the canvas, invading the real world and clutching Sasha's leg tightly. Still, with that look of contentment on her face, I watched as the painted me slowly slipped back into her painting, and she took Sasha's leg with her. Fuck! 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 And all I can think of is poor Space Girl's dad. That sad, sad man was the first to get it. The first victim. See, this is why I didn't want to call my wife Space Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Sasha desperately swatted at the painted me, but she couldn't overpower it. She couldn't escape. Her nails tried to dig into the pavement as she slowly dragged into the canvas. She looked at me in horror, silently begging for help, but all I could do was stare back at her in silence. Jane! Jane, help! Please! Please! (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you. The hands of the painted me reached up, seizing Sasha by the hair and forcing her down into the canvas. It was like watching something pull her underwater. One minute she was there, the next she was gone. I stood silent in the park, staring at the painting then at the paper unicorn. The unicorn huffed before retreating off into the woods, and then I was alone. Slowly, I approached the painting and I looked down at it. It had changed, and now it depicted Sasha, her mouth open in a horrified final scream. After some hesitation, I picked up the painting. I could return it to Space Girl in the morning. (laughs) They chalked Tanya's death up to an animal attack. Nobody ever found Sasha. I never asked Space Girl about what I saw. I don't think even she knew the answer, although she certainly knew much more than I did. High school was ten years ago, though, and I've chosen not to remember as much as I can. I've got my own life to live now. Uh, I go to Barnes & Noble's on weekends and... (laughs) Like listening I buy a to, nice mocha. I sit and I peruse the vinyls. I, I really like Dream Pop. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I try to not ask so many questions. Sometimes I see paintings move, but I don't bother with a second glance, and I never ask my wife about them. Nailed it. Nailed it. She doesn't like to talk about it, and I won't ever force her. The painting of Sasha hangs in her studio at home. Right, besides the, right beside the painting of her father. Sometimes I look at it, and I wonder if maybe things could have been different. But I don't feel too guilty about it. I wouldn't feel too guilty if I heard another story about a suspicious trampling or animal attack. But to my knowledge, there's been nothing of the sort. I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. I do my best to make sure nobody hurts my beautiful space girl. And that's the end of the story. That's wonderful. That was, that was a great a, story. That was a wonderful little tale. That was. And it, and it definitely doodle bobbed, doodle doodle bobbled the fuck out of <laughs> everything. I can't believe um, SpongeBob was so uh, so relevant here. <laughs> SpongeBob is always relevant. It really I think, is. I think like once a day I do the caveman pose, 
just because like I'm always caught off guard by something. I'm just like, what pizza? <laughs> like I immediately just like strike it. Will his reign be over before <laughs> it even began? That's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> the dirty bubble. <laughs> Man Ray. I love it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty fun. That was a good so, story. So it's it's a fun little coming of age piece. Yeah. It's a fun little uh, you know, has nothing to do with space, nothing to do with aliens. That's okay. Not the first time I've been wrong. Well, um, we uh, we did talk about space and aliens for a while, and you know what? I'm glad we had that conversation. You wanted to have it, so I was going to allow it. Yeah. We were talking about Dr. Ankenstein's episode before we even started recording, and I'm glad we still went there. Me too. Because with a title like Space Girl, you have to go there. You who, do. Who knew that this was going to be about Doodle Bob, Lisa Frank, Unicorns? Nobody could have predicted that. I didn't, unless you've read the story already, in which case, you know, congratulations. Maybe this was hidden in, like, maybe the this whole story is hidden in different Lisa Frank pictures, but <laughs> you just have to, like, look at them all and put them in the right order to figure out that, like, the unicorns are actually real. She grew up to be a real. prolific artist throughout the 90s. And, and a she, mass murderer. And she, oh, fuck. <laughs> I remember buying her series of trampled children paintings and drawing them color by numbers. <laughs> what I remember a Sasha's gaping mouth, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she screamed. Yeah, convenient at very best. convenient. I I liked it. It was it was pretty uh pretty good, and it it went uh, everywhere I thought it would go, and and more, and more, and more, and that's that's totally okay. Um, anyway. it didn't have to go in the Doodle Bob direction, <laughs> but uh, you know what? I'm happy it did. When I read the poem, I thought she was seriously something in girl's skin yeah and i thought to myself we're we're gonna get into like a species type of thing mm. where mm-hmm. where you i see, i, I kind of uh, thought maybe she thing. was an alien yeah no i absolutely did because what she wrote was so wise beyond her like what was it at that time like eighth grade prior to eighth grade yeah. years that like no kid writes like that you know like no high schooler writes like that no no and and the prose and and how and how just almost terrifying it was to to read that little poem in the middle it it doesn't match the rest of the tone of the rest of the story not really no um but it does kind of set you up for a something is wrong with space girl and we're gonna get into it at some point um, it just doesn't it doesn't set up the right quality, I don't think. Yeah. Um, if there had been like one more example of looking at her pictures and then the thing changes, that would have been all the setup we needed. Because they did it when it, she it saw really the It really kinda came out of nowhere. The well, unicorn. Well well they know so I was actually like really paying attention to it and they said that there were hoofs. And the, around, uh, around, yeah. James, around James's dead body, and I immediately thought to myself, could be unicorn hoofs. I actually did, like, say that to myself. And at the very same time, they, um, they then followed up with the sequence where she's getting the book back from Sasha, and as she's looking through it, the prince is gone on the prince's page, but when she gets home that same night, the prince is back. Yeah, and I, and I was like, I was like, yeah, okay. that's true. I was like, okay, this is our first 
mention of That's these very pictures true. might be leaving their pages. Yeah. They might be they might be crossing their dimensional boundaries, you know. She might have some type of power to bring illustrations into reality or, or warp them or let them enter our frame for however long. Right. It's um, it's a little bit harder to to kind of catch small stuff like that when you are reading. Oh, but absolutely. You, I also don't listen so very in, well. You were so, so into the the performance aspect. I had fun. I, I I know you did. You you absolutely yeah. you absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, when it comes to uh, the enthusiasm of both your reading and your characters, you can just fucking hear it. You could feel it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're following all of the plot as 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 intricately as it's coming out. Not as at all. sitting there listening to it, I was kind of putting it together. I did kind of think the doodle bob thing was happening um i wasn't gonna say it was super predictable because like i said that poem fucking threw me off um only when they mentioned that they were taking art class together i was like okay that we're getting back into the art aspect of it yeah and then you get to the parents home and you see the painting of the dad and i was like yeah first victim you know i really had no idea where it was going oh interesting so um interesting she mentions having seen drawings change i think twice before the the big twist of the finale, I'm still a little um, naive. That's I hey, like it. Hey, ignorance is bliss, my friend. That's what they say. It is what they say. Who are they? Why do they say so many things? The fucking collective, man. They just always got to say things. Why do they always got to be talking? So, about uh, shit? so this was uh, episode two fourteen with Sofa King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were reading some Space Girl. You got any, yeah. You got anything you want to talk about? Any any last mentions you want to throw out into, uh, into the void? I mean, as always, like if you're looking for uh, a nice sofa, come up to my store in Lidditz, PA. We have a very, 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 very nice fall selection. It's delicious. You'll love eating our sofas. They're all edible. I don't know if I've ever brought this up on the show, but right. all of our sofas, this is a hundred percent edible, gluten free. Right. Right. They're delicious. Uh, the pandemic has brought about a need for uh, edible, edible couches, edible and it's it was uh, it was a shock to me too. If you are stuck in your house for nine months, you might have to eat your furniture. So come come up to. Lewis we have PA. great local manufacturers making the best kind of candy and confectionaries. They manufacture oh, see, candy. I wanna, see, I want a savory couch. Oh well, we have. I want to uh, take a seat on like some ribs. Now most of our chocolate, <laughs> most of our chocolate, our couches, uh, most of our couches are chocolate based. However, we do have one uh, that you might like. That's uh, it's uh, chocolate couch. Now it is a little bit on the sweet side, but I will say that we mix in some coffee grounds, a little bit of hot tamale pepper in there uh, for all you hot famales out there. Uh, did you ever make the shirt? <laughs> I never made the shirt. <laughs> you gotta I'm make sorry. the shirt. I'm sorry. Uh, make the shirt. Uh, it has uh, pepper titties It's just on a pepper it. with like a really a nice body, titties. right? No, no, it's a shirt. It's a t-shirt with uh, the titties cut out and over the tit. it's little peppers on the titties. All right. And then you, 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 can, you can lift it up. Oh. And put it down. You can lift it. You can lift it. Yeah, like most shirts. Oh. Oh, oh no, nice. just the pepper. Oh, okay. Just the pepper. Oh, the peppers lift. The peppers lift. 
Yeah. Oh, and they showed the areolas. And there's a little, there's a little, uh, on, on the top of the pepper, like, think of the chili's pepper. It's a little clip, so it stays on the shirt. We're free in the areolas. Free in the areolas. <laughs> now, I, I hope that didn't distract you. If you are serious about a sofa, not a couch, you can get a couch that's about anywhere. You if you're looking for a regular, nice sofa. You still have regular inventory, right? Oh, my God, no. All of it is edible. <laughs> All of oh it is edible. God, no. All of it's in lit. It's PA. It's good, good couches. Oh! <laughs> my own worst nightmare. What? I said we had couches. We have sofas. <laughs> my sofa queen. He literally fucking My sofa screamed. queen, so beautiful. He screamed and faced. <laughs> 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 like lemongrass. <laughs> this is unacceptable. I can't do it. Okay. I'm deviated, dude. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> He's fucking deviated, and so has this entire podcast. Oh man! Uh, yeah. I hope I hope everyone enjoyed Sofa King's fourth outing. We were talking about some some new stuff we want to do with him. I know we're gonna do a a two part episode sometime soon, sure. and I know that My we're also really bad. <laughs> I know that we're also gonna, sure. we're gonna get him on wow. his first uh, guest spot with another reader at some point. So we'll also be, be on the lookout for that. Um, we're gonna take you to new places, my friend. And I'm not even just talking about space. I'm talking about even in your mind, wow. and in and in your spirit, my friend. Oh, take me to places. I my spirit is trash right now. I need to go to new places in my spirit. And uh, and that's that's all that's all I'm gonna say here on here on this episode of Lots of Pasta. This has been uh, Sofa King and Captain Death. Take uh, us there. Sign to off. new places in your spirit Take me down to the valley of the spirit world Yeah, take me to New Heights Spirit Town It's new town where the spirits go And they live normal lives And work with each other And provide services for one another It's normal town where the spirits go Go Wait till the day's end when the moon is high and it'll rise with the tide with the lust for life out. I'm messing on me, I won't run into more. And then we'll look across the land until we stand at the shore. I'll wait till day's end when the moon is high and it'll rise with the tide with the lust for life out. I'm messing on me, I won't run into more. And then we'll look across the land until we stand at the shore.